Alrighty, welcome everyone to the Political Panda program. So very happy you could join me on this fine Wednesday afternoon, or evening, or whenever, I, I guess technically it's not even afternoon, it's fucking evening at this point, I'm just silly. <laughs> uh, I would like to make, you know, a few announcements at the beginning of today's show. Uh, first, uh, there won't be a show on Friday, just to let you know, so we'll have the whole uh, you know, cancer TikTok on tomorrow, on Thursday. Uh, I have something going on on Friday, and I, uh, that's gonna probably take up a good bit of time, and so I I, I really, really want to do the show on Friday, but um, that's gonna happen, but hey, uh, I might make it up to you uh, with something, maybe I'll try to see if it'll, I can make it happen, but, but uh, I really do hope uh, you do understand. Of course, if you haven't already, please uh, do uh, go over and subscribe over on my to my Substack uh, and follow on Twitter and True Social. Seriously, really does help out a lot. Really, really does. So please, please do so. It really, really, really helps out a lot uh, in terms of uh, you know people uh, people subscribing uh, to. To uh, the uh, overall thing, seriously, uh, I really do appreciate it uh, because I really want to get into posting stuff on there, and so you know I'm planning on doing a bit more writing. Uh, I've actually been working on a new creative writing piece, and I'm planning on maybe releasing another op-ed. Of course, if you don't know about the Substack, the Political Panda Papers, uh, I've been mentioning it all week and all of last week. Uh, it is essentially a place where you can go to upload articles, read things from independent journalism. And so my whole thing is, hey, I'm going to write some, you know, sort of opinion pieces about different stuff, uh, but also a big sort of kind of private passion that I have is like a bit of creative writing is a big thing that I really, really, really enjoy. So like a uh, piece I have up there currently, the only piece I, for creative writing I have up there right now is War, War Never Changes, uh, which is a fantastic read. I really do recommend it. It is a fantastic story. Uh, I, it, it's hard to explain without really kind of giving away certain plot details, but it is a story that I wrote over through my creative writing class in the last year of my high school career, and it is a piece that I am forever proud of as it's literally the only piece of anything that I actually grabbed off of my old school account before they deleted it because it was truly a piece that stuck with me and is hopefully a piece that if I can make this podcasting into a career that I really want to uh, extend out and actually make into a full-on book. I really want to extend it and make it into a full-on book. And, you know, maybe get even more ambitious and maybe even turn it into some sort of quasi-movie. But that's way too far out of the way of more. I really would love to turn it into like a full-on book of just an absolute fantastic one. It is... It is a, a story, I really love it, has a great ending to it, and is a great read. So please do, seriously, please subscribe over on the Substack, it really does help out a ton. Uh, well, today we we, uh, we jump right in with uh, some news, of course, we have a good bit of it today. Uh, but of course, before we get into all of those headlines and more, let's of course... Check out the opening clip for today. Here in the United States. Hey, Brian, real quick. Finally, Larry, one of the things Larry did say last week at the Doable Conference was that he said he expects uh, fossil fuels to be um, part of our life for at least the next 70 years. Uh, do you agree with that? And do you believe that that's a consistent message from him, given that you've spent a long time uh, with him over the years? Look, I'll tell you what our, our view is, which is, we need to rapidly hit our climate goals, including a 50% reduction in emissions by 2030. As you do that, you still see a reliance and you still see a maintenance, for example, of, of oil in the energy mix. That's something that will be true for the, the next several years. But the real opportunity here, and I hear this from companies across the board, the real opportunity here is to now move as quickly as possible to develop and to expand and to scale these new zero carbon technologies, these new clean energy technologies. Again, whether clean hydrogen or whether carbon capture or whether advanced battery storage, that's where the real innovative opportunity is. That's where I think we're going to see the bulk of the investment over the next several years. Brian Deese, 
from the White House this morning. Nice to see you. Thank you. Good to see you. Yeah, no. No, don't, 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 don't trust that guy. That guy's a fucking moron. Uh, no. Um, if you, if you would like to help out the, uh, the environment, uh, you might as well hang yourself from a rope. You, you might as well hang yourself from a rope. What you can do, and what every company can do, is hang themselves from a rope. The entirety of climate change is anti-human to begin with. Not even as a, I'm against the planet. I mean, obviously, I don't want to live on this planet anymore. Uh, which is why I've repeatedly said, burn the world, then boil the oceans, because who cares anymore? Who the fuck cares? If there's no next generation, because every single country is slowly but surely dying out, if there's no fucking reason for, you know, climate change as a whole, what's the big word? CO2. I'd like to let you know that every single day, you breathe a lot. And you know what you breathe out? Carbon dioxide. I know, shock, gasp, isn't that the bad shit? I, I mean, seriously, I'm, I'm pretty sure at this point, I, I don't need to tell you, but carbon is kind of a big part of the planet for a long fucking time now, as well as the fact that I, I just, climate change as a whole is silly as a name, okay? It, it, it's silly as a whole because the idea of it's a silly term because it's it's another one of the leftist kind of terms that is really used to sort of when you say it to like someone like me for example who goes well are you a big proponent of climate change I go well in the way that you define it or in the way I define it because well what what way would you define it well climate change is just the climate changing. And the climate's been changing for a hell of a long time, longer than you or even humans have been around. This shit's been changing for over a few billion years. So, does the climate change? Of course it fucking changes. If the climate didn't fucking change, then the goddamn world would still be a flaming ball. Okay? The entire fucking planet would still be a flaming ball of fire, practically, with just lava and all that other stuff everywhere. And it never would have cooled down. So if the climate doesn't fucking change, then clearly that's just idiotic. Now, in the climate change that you put it, let's see, you're talking about a thing over hundreds of years from now in agreements that you've signed, even though literally the current top polluters, not any of them. Uh, no thanks. Don't care. Don't really care. Really couldn't care less. And also, what, what technology plays in with? In technology that's inconsistent, that's going to make life worse for everybody? You know, I think I'm good, mate. Think I am good. Think I'm good. I, I think, think, think I am good. Well, apparently, theft is uh, really bad, apparently, uh, in, in the world of, of, you know, retail companies. And, well, Walmart's CEO said that this week the, that the company may be forced to close certain stores or raise prices if a wave of shopliving continues to hit the company. Uh, Doug McMillan uh, told uh, on CNBC that thefts at the company's stores are posing an issue uh, that's higher than what it was than what it's historically been. We've got safety measures, security measures that we put in place by the store location. He said, I think local law enforcement is being staffed and being a good partner is part of that equation. And that's normally how we approach it. Uh, and I argue that a lax approach uh, from prosecutors could impact prices and lend, lead to store closures, which they could be, honestly, Walmart could be taking the Starbucks approach, in which, you know, we've got to close stores that are just, it's just too much violence in this area. Now, what's interesting about this is, now, normally I would just be like, haha, funny, you know, like, because I've never worked at Starbucks because I really don't like working with food in general, but hey, I did work at Walmart for a year, over a year actually, and I, I can confirm that Technically, yes, he is technically right. There is a lot of theft in the store. I mean, consistently every single day. Keep in mind, I worked in the home department. Every single day, I would usually find a few stolen goods, whether it would be, like, makeup things or fucking, like, 
Pokemon cards or whatever else, there was probably something stolen every single day I was at work, and I'd usually end up finding it in my area with the person gone. <clears throat> so, yeah, pretty much, I am not really surprised that it would get to this point. But, I mean, you should know that you're, you have a bit of a, you're, you're maybe in a bad area when in, uh, for your actual, you know, gas station, you have to hire heavily armed security. That's right. Heavily armed security. So in, uh, in North Philadelphia, you know, there's a guy who owns a gas station and, uh, well, he decided to raise his own defense force. This person owns 22 gas stations in the region, 12 of which are in Philadelphia, and they've been repeatedly ransacked, vandalized. Uh, Patel's car was targeted as the guy who owns these things. An ATM machine was stolen from the premises. Shoplifting is a frequent occurrence. Uh, there's also a shooting in one of them. Uh, the cops here, they don't do anything because they can't really do much. So, he hired high-level security uh, from, uh, from a thing called Pennsylvania SITE agents, which are private security guards sporting semi-auto rifles and fucking shotguns clad in Kevlar vest. Uh, that's right. Yeah, what, what, do you, what do you need in order to hire fucking people? I mean, seriously, that does not sound cheap. Fucking hiring people that are carrying semi-auto rifles and goddamn shotguns. Dude, that's gotta be fucked. I, as soon as I seen the shotgun, I would, like, uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do anything. Bro, a shotgun in that close of range, you're fucked. You are fucked. Semi-auto, you just gotta hope the guy misses. And he's a shit shot. With a shotgun? Oh, fuck me. Oh, fuck no. No. No, I'm not, I'm not even gonna try to fucking get in front of that. No, thank you. I mean, seriously. Y y y crime is getting to the point where you had to fucking, goddamn, you, you gotta fucking hire this level of staff, of security. I mean, just think about that. You have to get to a point where you need to hire high-level security to defend your your area. Well, over at Twitter, Twitter had a, a little bit of a fun, uh, fun, uh, fun, fun time. So, some janitors hired to clean the actual headquarters in San Francisco uh, protested after 20 employees were fired. So, the social media company, bought by Elon Musk, fired the rest of them. Of course, you know, critics were outraged that he would fire the workers two weeks before Christmas. And, uh, so is, our cleaning contractor at Twitter was told by Twitter that they were cutting the contract, uh, the union president for the genders, so we have about 48 families out of work, and it just so happens it, that it's three weeks before Christmas. A representative from the local 87 told uh, a local report out there, that 20 genders were told on Friday that they were fired with no notice and that they were fighting uh, and that they were fighting for wages, benefits, and job protection. Ironic. The union organized a strike with the rest of the genders against the firing, saying the company was violating local cleaning regulations. They were also, of course, locked out of the building. <laughs> Uh, of course, you know, they, they canceled the contract, leading, you know, of course, critics claim that they are a violation of local laws, and that the employed genders are protesting in front of Twitter's HQ while holding signs read, proud to be union and justice for janitors. So, yeah. I mean, here, here's the one thing. The, the one thing I, I would like to point out to you I don't think Twitter's actual, like, headquarters is going to stay in San Francisco much longer. I'm pretty sure that in any way he can, Elon Musk is trying to get the hell out of California. In any way he can. And I feel like Twitter is also going to shut down in head its headquarters in San Francisco and move to freaking Texas. 
I just I have a feeling of it that like by this time next year or even even sooner than that we'll have an announcement about it. Well, before we also jump into the next story, I also just like to bring up a quick thing. I I, I fucking predicted it yesterday because speaking of Elon Musk, uh, Elon Musk was of course one of the fa- uh, finalists in Time Magazine's Person of the Year. I, I if you don't follow me over on uh, Twitter, I literally I, I I quote tweeted a thing earlier, in which I literally fucking called it. You Ukraine's uh Ukraine's Zelensky is named Time Person of the Year. I literally called it. I I literally I literally called it yesterday, or so. Uh, quite quite proud of my myself to say the least. Uh, so yes. Yeah, no, I I, I literally. I literally called it, cause uh, people, you know, I mean, come on, you're you're not expecting me to call call something, something like that. I was like, it's gonna be him just because of this year, just because this year alone, it's gonna be him, and they're gonna be, oh, he's done so so much, uh, for for everything, that you know, it's gonna be it's gonna be great. So yeah. Not, not really, really, uh, not really surprising, to say the least. So, yeah. Well, the, the midterm election really got even worse today. Uh, so the runoff election in Georgia happened, and uh, surprise to absolutely fucking no one, uh, but Raphael Warnock did, in fact, win, which is hilarious. Uh, because now Herschel Walker has lost. It wasn't by much, but he did, in fact, lose the uh, race. And so now, for once, this is crazy to actually happen. As the last time this happened is since 1934, by the way. Uh, well, the actual Democrats saw their majority grow from 50 to 51. So shit like the uh, the Build Back Better plan, uh, you know how it pa- how it would have passed or uh, didn't pass before, could have more of a chance to pass. And truly. There's only one person to blame for picking weak candidates, and that's fellow Republicans as well as Donald Trump. I I will continue to say it. Listen, I don't hate Trump. I don't dislike the guy. I like a lot of the things he did, but he is shit at picking candidates, and it's just, he's not a good candidate. I would say that Trump reflects the quality of his candidates at this point. Trump in 2016, 2015, he was a candidate that no one really expected, you know, a guy who's been a Democrat most of his life, coming out as Republican, and really, you know, shaking up, being like, hey, I was a part of, you know, these high areas, and now, you know, I'm gonna be your guy, and that's really what got him elected, and then you fast forward to 2020, and it's kind of gotten that comfort in, hey, I'm no longer that guy really anymore, and that messaging switched. And then, of course, you know, you have weak candidates like Dr. Oz and Herschel Walker, uh, Blake Masters, uh, freaking another one up in New Hampshire that we all, and all these candidates we had hopes for, but they were just all candidates that just didn't stand a chance. I mean, they're, of course, close, but they didn't pass the finish line. And so, yeah, it's one of those times where in 2024, we've got to truly, you know, go to the drawing board and think about it and just go, uh, personally, you know, if, if, believe me, if Ron DeSantis is there in the primary, I'm guaranteeing you right now that if, if Ron DeSantis decides for whatever reason to run, if he does, then I I would say he he could there is more of a chance that Ron DeSantis could win because I think a lot more people in the Republican Party are realizing that Ron DeSantis is just not it 
or that Donald Trump just isn't it anymore, and that he was good for the time being, but now we need a fresh face, someone new to be the true head of the party, because Donald Trump just isn't cutting it anymore, and that it's time for Don to take his rest, or sell if they can find some way to put him in one at this point. I, I would just like to say, if Donald Trump's there, I'd vote for him. Am I more convinced that he'd probably lose? Yeah, I, I'm very much convinced of that. I'm very much convinced that literally 2024 could just be a repeat of 2020 election, and you wouldn't even have to do the election right now if it's Biden versus Trump. Biden would still just win. Not even because Biden's a good candidate, but because Trump is more or less figured as a bad candidate. Most people aren't going to change their mind on Donald Trump. Most people uh, would maybe give Joe Biden another chance just because it's Joe Biden and blah, 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 you know, something else, you know, Trump too extreme, Trump a fascist, whatever it could be. So, personally, I'm, I'm, I'm on that DeSantis train and I'm never getting off. This DeSantis train is going at 65 miles per hour and we are absolutely zooming. You know, there's still some that are... Still on the 45 miles per hour Trump train, and it's, you know, it's still going around the station, but it is slowing and down, and with each passing week, it is getting weaker and weaker. So, truly. Well, uh, Biden was asked uh, by uh, Fox News a, a question uh, asking about the uh, the border. And uh, here, here is that response. Border, because the more important thing going on, they're going to invest billions of dollars in a new enterprise. Mr. President, in the, uh, the power outage is in North Carolina. I don't know. I'm, we're Do you have any idea who's behind it? No, we don't yet. I'm running that down. I got to brief this point. Now, it, it's, it's hard to hear, but uh, if you didn't actually hear at the beginning of the clip, it's mainly the more important part. But, uh, you know, let, let a few more of the uh, president at least answer a few of the questions. You know, it, it's kind of disappointing with how much dementia Joe Biden suffers. Because I, I think, really, I, I wish, you know, Joe Biden would have actually been the more, like, kind of moderate, kind of, you know... You know, the very, like, grandpa-type character that he was elected to be. Because then he wouldn't have been, you know, the worst thing since fucking, you know, goddamn anything at this point. But nope, couldn't have, couldn't have been that. But yeah, nope, apparently there's more important things going on. Now, I, I will agree with him partially. I would say inflation's a bit more important. But I would say the economy and immigration go hand in hand at uh at their at their importance. So, but you know, I mean, you know, as the president, you gotta put things in some sort of list, and I I guess, I guess that is where. Uh, of course. Of course, uh, any of that. Well. Bringing us into COVID now. So Anthony Fauci was uh, was uh, in a sort of hearing, and she was a seven-hour disposition at the center of a lawsuit filed by the attorney generals of Missouri, Louisiana, against the Biden administration. Uh, Fauci stated throughout the disposition that he was troubled by wild speculation and allegations that the Chinese government either deliberately or accidentally leaked the virus from the lab. He also said he was afraid of blaming the Chinese for the outbreak would increase tensions and reduce cooperation with Beijing to prevent future pandemic. In a quote, there was no evidence of that at the time, and that's what I was concerned about. Uh, yeah, there was. You knew. You knew it wasn't. You tried to cover it up in the fucking leaked email. You also were literally part of the funding for that lab on several occasions. 
nozzle. What do you mean? Increased tensions. You know what You know the Chinese literally blamed the fucking pandemic on right at the beginning? And you can find this, by the way. Yeah, you can literally, if you if you probably find I might even be able to find it really quick, too. Uh, uh, where is it? Fucking, ch literally China at the beginning of it. Uh, they blamed COVID on fucking, you know, like, U.S. soldiers. Might be able to find it still. Yeah, it's even here. China spins tale that the U.S. Army started COVID, the coronavirus epidemic. No, this is back in fucking March. Uh, you have China doubles down on base baseless U.S. origin of COVID. U.S. Chinese officials suggest U.S. Army to blame for outbreak. So yeah, this is going back literally into 2020. Uh, so. I mean, they're already blaming me, so that whole tensions idea, throw it out the goddamn window. You fucking knew, you jackass. You you knew that whole goddamn time, but you didn't do shit. He didn't do shit. He sat on his hands, collected fat bags, and promoted shit that he knew didn't fucking work. Crazy how that works. As well as uh, with COVID, as also, uh, they're also, uh, the Congress is going to also be rescinding the requirement that military members be vaccinated against COVID, as the, of course, uh, of course, they are trying to, you know, actually get more people into the military because, you know, you know, they kind of were short again this year. So they they need they need people, and uh well you know some of the people that maybe would want to join the military aren't vaccinated for obvious kind of reasons. So China has started doing something a a little bit weird, and you you might have heard about this. So China wants people back. Uh, anybody that's left China that was once a Chinese citizen, they want back in China. Because that's the homeland, you know, they need them to come back. Well, what do you do when your old authoritarian friend tries to, you know, drag you back into communist, you know, you know, dystopia? Uh, well, obviously, you're, you're like me, and you would say no. But what if, you know, they start locking down the bank account of family members, locking down your bank accounts that you maybe still have in the country? Maybe, you know, straight up, you know, arresting, you know, your family, you know, harming your family, doing all sorts of bad stuff. Well, obviously, you're probably going to want to go back. Well, that's exactly what they want. That's right. And how exactly do they get some of those people back? Well, it's not like they just, you know, suddenly get on a plane flight back to, to China. No, no, no. There are secret... They have secret Chinese police stations that operate abroad. I've actually heard about these from a few weeks ago. Uh, and they're finally really popping into the news. Uh, as an additional 48 uh, locations have been added to an original port from September... Uh, in tw September 2022, that revealed that there are 54 Chinese outlets, uh, totaling at least 102 known instances where Chinese police are conducting operations inside other countries. Because there's ones inside of New York City and other parts of the U.S. and many other countries in which there are basically secret police of China that go around gathering up Chinese people and getting them back to China. And uh, the way you really don't notice these sort of fronts, or the police, they, these police stations, is because they're not, you know, just out in the public as police stations. They're out in the public as something maybe like a, uh, you know, noodle shop, restaurant, you know, there's something that disguises it to where the agency can do whatever it needs to do. So, yes, welcome to China. That's definitely not crazy to get all of its people back for uh, any real reason because you know that's that that wouldn't 
that that wouldn't mean anything, right? Nope. Nope. Does doesn't mean. Now, normally this would be a a video I would save for like a Friday thing. But uh this one is too much to not save for Friday. As uh this English teacher says that grammar and writing rules are based in white supremacy, so she tries to undermine it in her classroom. As an educator, I am constantly worried if I am part of the problem. What do I mean by that? Well, public education is an institution that upholds lots of problematic systems in our society, like white supremacy and misogyny and colonization, etc. In my role as an educator, I try to undermine that BS in my classroom as much as I possibly can. I teach high school English and whoo, the white supremacy runs deep. What do I mean by that? Well, let's look at how we write essays. Start with an introduction that includes a thesis. Always cite your sources. Use transition words like however and therefore. These are all made up rules. They're arbitrary. They were created by Westerners in power. In linguistic justice- What? You're telling me Westerners came up with a bunch of stupid rules about things because you said they're stupid? Whoa, that's crazy. It's almost like there's a Westerners right now that are coming up with really stupid fucking rules on gender and other things for children because they're, you know- Weird groomers that are committing, you know, pedo making pedophilia normal to children. And, you know, that's completely fine, obviously. But, you know, white, writing grammar words in which, uh, for the language in which you speak, no, that's white supremacy. You sound real fucking stupid right now. April Baker Bell calls this the language of respectability or the language of power. Which got me thinking, what if I started my school year with a unit honoring how we talk rather than teaching students how to write properly? So this is the start of my series on teaching linguistics in high school. As an edge. <sighs> God, every single day, it's like it's another ad to why you don't send your kid to public schools. Because you get fucking teachers like this. You get teachers who get on their high-ass horse and think they're all high and mighty. But in actuality, they're just fucking pieces of shit. You know, this is where I sort of break on the whole, oh, you know, teachers deserve more pay. Do some of them? Do 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 some of them deserve more pay? I I don't think I don't think so. Because this isn't one of them. This this is clearly not one of them that deserves more pay. Ma'am, you are meant to teach the kids how to write properly. White supremacy has nothing to do with it. Nothing. Literally nothing to do with it. But nope, they're just... It's so problematic. So problematic to teach proper grammar to your high school students. If you want to know why America has gotten so fucking dumb, this, this is why. This is why. It just is. Uh, but yeah, no, it, I mean, is it really surprising to many of you? Yeah, no, not, not really. Yeah, not, not really, really surprising to anyone. Well, the uh, former uh, White House chief of staff under the Obama White House uh, says that Everyday food products will be hard to come by in 30 years. Why? Well, because of climate change. Oh, yes. Great. Uh, Sam Cass, who also served as the White House Senior Policy Advisor uh, for Nutrition, listed uh, rice, coffee, wine, and chocolate as examples of popular food items that could become scarce in the decades to come. Now, I could understand uh, chocolate as chocolate we were actually running out of. Like, not as, like, we're running out of, like, chocolate in the way of, like, you know, like, fossil fuel-wise. It's that the demand for chocolate is over the amount that we're producing for chocolate. And so, eventually, we're going to run out of chocolate because of demand. And so, that that one I knew, but the others, not, not so much. Uh, in a quote, a number of foods that we hold very dear to our hearts and largely take for granted under a real tweet or tweet threat or, or under a real threat. 
and you're seeing in the future we're on track for a lot of those to become quite scarce and some really to be largely unavailable to most people and others just significantly uh, increased cost. Was this going to be like goddamn like white sugar pre, you know, modern times where only the wealthy could, could uh, you know, be able to order or get that kind of stuff? The dinner event hosted by uh, the dinner event celebrated World Soil Day, and attendees were served dishes uh, with mixed rice, seafood, and truffles. Such a meal would cost seventy-two dollars now, but five hundred and sixty-six dollars in twenty fifty, when the ingredients we rely on uh, become even more scarce. Cassett, uh, yeah, that's uh, that's always what you want to hear. Uh, about the world you live in. Doesn't the future just sound great? Ugh, yes. What what a what a fun time. So Jeff Bezos's comp uh rocket company, Blue Origin, not to be confused with company that shoots rockets in the air that I'm pretty sure look more like penises than anything. Uh, bids, of course, again for a new NASA lunar mission. Uh, they said in a tweet yesterday that as part of the group to uh, submitted a bid to develop a lunar lander capable of transporting NASA astronauts to the surface of the moon for future missions of Artemis. Now, I, I would like to very much, you know, tell everybody that a lot of these other rocket companies are still pretty much behind fucking SpaceX. And I get they're really trying to stick their neck out, but you're you're blue origin. You're people that you 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 give out free like or not free, but you you let like you have like really expensive fancy or not even that fancy of like rides up to the point at which you become an astronaut and then you come back down again. That's really what you're known for at this point because it's not like you're actually going to space in these things. It's like, okay, we've reached the market which you're considered an astronaut. Alright, now we're, you'll experience low gravity for a little bit, which is cool and all, and then you'll come back down. Not not, not going to fucking space? Why, why the hell not? Now, of course, obviously, uh, they even had a protest, you know, fucking last year uh, in a lawsuit, and both of which were un, unsuccessful because, you know... SpaceX is uh, considerably better, and as well, SpaceX, you know, is pretty fucking cool, uh, you know, I mean, have, have you seen the, the designs for fucking SpaceX's, like, you know, uh, spacesuits? I mean, they, they, they've got that design going on, okay? The spacesuits, to me, looks, you know, quite kind of cool, you know? Got really, really nice look to them. Nice, like, bit of, like, gray with, like, the white, you know? Really, really kind of work out. And they got, they got a nice design to them. So, I mean... I mean, come on. What, what, what do you guys got, Blue Origin? Penis rockets? Uh, I think, I think uh, we'll just keep going to SpaceX, I mean... Maybe come back when you got a little bit better technology, but, uh, yeah. But, speaking of Elon Musk, still, he, he, he will never leave the news, just based on the things he does now. Um, but, you know, of course, we all know about Neuralink, you know, the brain chip that's being developed, and of course, you know, they're talking about doing human clinical trials in the next six months. Now, of course, please uh, let me sign up immediately, Elon. I would be glad to help test that brain chip. Please do it right now. I would gladly test it. I would love to be a fucking human test subject for brain chips. I love brain chips. Please give it to me right now. Now, I, I tagged this article with an oh no anyway because I, I, I it's not because I don't care about animals. It's that they're dying for the greater good. So, a new report says that since 2018, the company has killed about 1,500 animals, including more than 280 sheep, 
pigs and monkeys, according to a report. Oh no, so you have two things that are delicious and monkeys. I see no issue. Pigs, that's a lot of good pork right there. Sheep, that's some good mutton right there. Sounds like good eats to me. Now, I mean, I, I'm just, I'm, I'm saying, uh, I mean, you know, some of these people may have died, but you know what? That's a sacrifice I'm willing to make. I'll lay down my life if it means I get a test out on an O-Link. Fuck yeah, dude. I'll do it. I'll, I'll put the little fucking thing in my head. I don't care. Fuck it. You know, if I go suddenly missing for, like, many months, you know, it might not be because I'm dead. It might be because I'm testing out fucking, you know, a brain chip. And truly, if that were to happen, Elon, please hit me up, call me, do whatever you need to do. I mean, you practically have my number and email address. I mean, it's, you know, in my, you know, uh, Twitter accounts. Please, please contact me. I, I would love to take part. I know you're only really tackling people with, like, you know, helping them walk or making them, like, see again. But I know there's some more general stuff that you're probably working on in there, and I'd be glad to uh, test out those. Maybe, like, you know, I don't know, photographic memory to help with, like, maybe doing, like, something like that. You know, maybe, maybe just something really cool. I don't even know what it could be, but I bet it's really cool, and uh, I'd be I'd be down to try. So uh, just let, let me let me know. Well, for once, for once, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez isn't in the news for doing something stupid. Nope, she's now under congressional, uh, in, in a congressional investigation. Why? Well, in a quote, uh, the acting chairwoman and an acting ranking member of the Committee of Ethics has uh, jointly decided to extend the matter regarding Representative AOC. I'm just going to keep calling her that which was transmitted uh, to the committee by the Office of es Ethics on June 23rd, 2022. A statement said that there are a mere fact of referral or extension and mandatory disclosure of such extension and the name of subject matter does not itself indicate that any violation has occurred or reflect any uh, judgment based on why. Of course, no information has been revealed why, so, I mean, come on, tell us. Now, one complaint uh, alleged, because uh, she, she's been apparently been met with two complaints submitted to the committee last year over attendance at the Met Gala. Uh, one complaint alleged that AO, um, AOC violated rules because the uh, she accepted free tickets to the event, which would normally be allowed if it was a charity event, and the tickets were provided by the organizers. Uh, the report said, however... It was noted that the group filed the complaint alleged that she was not allowed to accept the tickets because invitations are called by a for-profit company. Second comes from the fact that the, uh, the dress that she wore to the event featured the giant red letters, Tax the Rich, and constituted a gift that she was not allowed to accept because it was directly related to her position with the House as a highly visible uh, and controversial member. So, yeah. Yeah, not... Yeah. I mean... May maybe this investigation will dig up uh, some other things. But truly, for right now, all I can really say is, uh... You know, what, a what an interesting thing, to say the least. Well, Jennifer Lawrence, uh, a person who I, I kind of, you know, like, because, you know, she, she was in the Hunger Games, and I enjoyed the Hunger Games. Uh, but with each passing year, uh, she, she appears to just completely go off the deep end. It must be from those iCloud leaks many, many years ago of literally everybody on the internet seeing her nudes. But, uh, you know, the 32-year-old claimed that she was the first woman ever to be cast in the lead role of an action film. Now... Women, now I'm going to type something very simple into Google. Women in lead uh, acting roles for action movies pre 
2000s. Okay, pre pre 2000s. Which leads me right to a Screen Rant movie with strong female leads, uh, Doomsday 2008, Resident Evil 2002, uh, The Tie Wanted, uh, The Death Proof, uh, Tie Underworld, House of Flying Daggers, uh, Lady Vengeance, Cunning Tiger, Kill Bill Volume 2, Kill Bill Volume 1. I, I mean, there's just, you know, a few few examples there. Uh, Alien. Is Alien considered an action movie? Alien movie? I mean, is it considered an action movie? I mean, it's like the main movie I think of that has a pretty strong uh, fe female female lead. I mean, is it really considered an action movie? I mean, I'd consider it more of like a horror action movie, maybe, right? So, yeah. But no, no, no one, no one before her role in the 2012 hit had ever been cast, ever. Uh, in a quote, I remember when I was doing Hunger Games, nobody had ever put a woman in the lead of an action movie because it wouldn't work. Because we were told girls and boys could both fight with a male lead, but boys can't identify with a female lead. That's not true. That's not true at all. As a person who watches a lot of anime, at this point, or you know, a decent amount, there are several female like lead characters that I absolutely identify with, or at least you know, still make me feel pretty fucking badass because I'm just like, yeah, you fucking go, girl, like you kick ass, you know. I mean, I mean, come on, I mean, even the article brings up stuff uh, for as far back as uh, the fucking you know 1980s, many women have landed than the action hero lead in you know different stuff, Linda Hamilton in Monster. Fucking uh, Signe Weaver in, in The Aliens in 1986. Fucking you have The Terminator. Bridget Fonda in the 1993's Points of No Return. Long Kiss Goodnight. Fucking Angelina Jolie and fucking Laura, Laura Croft in a Tomb Raider. I mean, even this one brings up Kill Bill as well. And Mila Jovovich in Resident Evil that same year. And one point in the interview, though, uh, she just discussed how her career has changed since becoming a mother and while making her movie Causeway. I mean, okay, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I'm going to type into into Google right now. Jennifer Jennifer Lawrence. I I'm I'm going to look up Jennifer Lawrence and I'm going to put up I'm going to say some of these movies and you tell me if you've heard of any of these movies uh in, in the past few few years. So when when was the last Hunger Games? Like what? 20, 20, 20 you know, fifteen or so. Wait, I'm I'm just gonna pull up her IDB, IMDb page just because it'll make it so much so much easier. You know, so 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 much easier. Okay, so the last Hunger Games movie came out in twenty fifteen. Okay, twenty fifteen. Okay, maybe the last movie I think a lot of people maybe remember her for was maybe, you know, in X-Men. So maybe, what, 2019 would be, like, the one last few? But even before that, okay, I don't, I don't even remember watching any of the X-Men movies, so I, you know, wouldn't know. So the last time I really remember seeing her was be like, you know, in Hunger Games, which Hunger Games has been out since 2015. I, I don't know if anybody's heard of Joy or Passenger or Mother or Red Sparrow or Dior Joy. Uh, don't look up. Maybe, oh yeah, that would be one that most people might know her from at this point. But I feel like, you know, a lot of us kind of realize, has anybody really heard about her in a long period of time like that? Most people know Jennifer Lawrence for... Fucking being in X Men as Mystique and Hunger Games. Main two that I would say most people know her from, and even then, I would say most likely from Hunger Games. So I mean, seriously, I I don't don't think uh, many people would uh say i mean 
even continuing, I, I, I just want to read just because, you know, she she must th- must have some sort of complex if she thinks she's like one of the first female lead actresses at this point. I made the movie uh, because she's talking about Causeway. I made the movie right before I got married, and that when we were we had the pandemic. Two years later, I'm pregnant. We go back, we make the rest of it, and it was the scariest thing in the entire world to think about making a family. What if I fucked up? What if I can't do it? And I was so scared that I would fuck it up. And it was so interesting to make a movie where I'm feeling so scared and feeling this mirrored in her, I'm guessing, character. I mean, okay. Here, here's the thing. You're 32 years old. I'm, I'm genuinely like, how could you fuck it up after this many years? Uh, in another quote, every day of being a mom, I feel awful. I feel guilty, she added. I'm playing with him, and I'm like, is this what he wants to be doing? What? What? Huh? He's like, not even a year old. What do you mean? What, what, do, you, what do you mean, is this what he wants to be doing? I'm, um, if, and since it's a guy, okay, since it's a little boy, he, he fucking, he, he's gonna want to just do whatever the fuck he wants. You playing with him, that's what he probably wants. He definitely wants to probably be with his mom. Should we be outside? We're outside. What if he's cold? What if he's going to get sick? Oh my god, this woman sounds like a nightmare. A nightmare. Dude, Jennifer Lawrence, who who is she married to? Because I feel bad for whoever, whoever this is. Cookie Maroney? Dude, I feel so bad for you, man. I feel bad for you. This woman must be a nightmare. If, if she's this, like, this woman is the most concerned person I think I've ever heard. What if, what if, you know, he wants to be this? What if he wants that? What if he gets sick? First off, he's gonna be fine. The, you know, his immune system's gonna be fine for a little while for now, to where the point where he should be fine. As well as the fact of, should he be inside, or if is it too cold? Then he'll make noises. The baby will make noises, and you have to figure it out. Okay, it's, it's not this difficult. Now, there's probably parts of it that I may be glossing over as a person who's never, obviously, had a kid before. But I'm, I'm telling you, as I speak into this microphone, as a young little boy, give me, you know, I mean... Maybe like in a few years, give him some big old Legos or whatever, and he'll have a blast. Okay, every as soon as he's old enough and he understands, let him play with Legos, and truly, you'll watch your child grow. Okay, every kid, if they can, should play with Legos, especially this kid. He's growing up in a rich fucking household. Let the boy play with fucking Legos, please. Seriously. Well, that being said, if you haven't already, hit that subscribe button. Follow over on Twitter and True Social. And, of course, please subscribe over on the Substack. It does help out a ton. And I will see you all tomorrow for the Thursday edition of the show, where we will be, of course, doing our normal Friday TikTok things, but on a Thursday. So, anyway, if you did enjoy the show... Please do, 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 do support the show the best ways you can by doing what I just previously said. Check out also all the articles down in the description. You can check out all the different stuff down there as well. Anyway, I'll see you guys tomorrow. So long.